sponsored by Skillshare. The notch, the horns, the tab, the cutout, whatever you want to call it. When Apple announced the iPhone X redesign in September of 2017, when they killed the home button, touch ID, and the giant bezels that held and balanced it all, when they took the screen corner to curved corner, it was a true depth array, the RGB and infrared cameras, the dot projector, the flood illuminator, the proximity and ambient light sensors, the speaker and microphone that ruined it, that kept it from being truly full, that kept a splinter in our eyes. Well, that got dramatic. But the simple fact is, it's been three generations in almost as many years, and not only hasn't the notch gone away, it hasn't gotten any narrower, any shallower, not one bit. And some people, well, they still hate its breathing guts. If you're one of them, throw a like down below and be counted. But could the iPhone 12, the iPhone 13, any future iPhone really, do anything at all to lessen that pain? When Apple wanted to take the modern iPhone design full screen, it meant they had to delete the bezels, the home button, and Touch ID along with them. Well, but not really. Apple could have moved Touch ID to the back of the phone, where some Android phones have had it for years. The Apple logo being the absolutely cool as hell place to put it. That or the power button. Without a home button, you'd theoretically have to press the power button to wake the phone anyway. So why not just use it to unlock at the same time? But... Apple had a few other things going on. First, they were getting into AR, augmented reality, and that meant getting depth-capable cameras on the front as well as on the back. Second, Apple likes to flex, hard. And by that, I mean they like to implement things other companies just don't have the processing power, integration, budgets, patents, or engineering to match, at least not for a couple or a few years. That's why iOS 7 had so many damn layers of Gaussian blur effects built into it. Literally no one else had the silicon budget to copy it. Same with Face ID. Other companies had done face scanning before, but it was comically, tragically bad. They take a photo and compare it to another photo, which meant, say it with me, could be fooled by a photo. But because Apple had a real depth camera, they could scan not for the pixels that made up a picture of your face, but the geometry that made up your actual face the actual structure of your head in the triangle between your eyes and nose, which is way more secure. In all cases, but an evil twin, even more secure than Touch ID. But yeah, the nose part is why it doesn't work with the normal mask on. It can't get enough facial geometry points to reliably authenticate you. And if you remove those points, it's just not secure enough to use as a means of authentication at all. But that's a topic for another video. So anyway, Apple went with the True Depth Array and Face ID. And yeah, almost three years later, and only Google's been able to duplicate it. And it took even them until last year to do it. Wicked hard flex. Once all the true depth components were locked and loaded onto the front of the phone, Apple had to figure out how to house them. They could have given up on the corner to corner display, of course. Delete the chin and touch ID, but keep the forehead. I mean, a bunch of Android phones had gone real thin up top, but couldn't or wouldn't fold back the display the way Apple was doing on the bottom. So had to keep a little or a lot of a chin. This would have just been that, but in reverse. Google, famously, infamously maybe, would go on to make the mother of all bathtub notches on the Pixel 3, even before they had a real depth camera and needed one, likely just to dog food it for other vendors, only to retreat, 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 back to a forehead when they actually added a real depth camera with the Pixel 4. But Apple wanted corner to corner and to be able to shove the status bar all up into those corners to make the screen look even more expansive. 
So Apple spent another ton of engineering resources carving first the OLED on the iPhone X, then LCD on the iPhone XR around the true depth array with super ellipses, sub-pixel masking, the whole over-the-top bit. In other words, Apple figured if they were going to have a notch or horns as Craig Federighi referred to them back then, they'd lean all the way in. Even make them iconic by using them in the icons the way they used to use the home button. But when it came time to bring Face ID to the iPad Pro, Apple didn't go with a notch at all. They deleted only about half the bezel and kept a partial forehead to house the true depth array, along with a partial chin and, I don't know, partial jowls along the sides to keep everything balanced. Now, Apple treats the iPhone as a portrait mode device with a proper, definite top and bottom. The iPad, by contrast, they treat as a device worth rotating up, down, all the way around. So having a notch would look even more visually disturbing on an iPad than it does on an iPhone. It does show, though, that Apple could have and still could flatten out the notch if they wanted to. They just don't want to. When it came time for Samsung to go full screen, they did something different. They tried doing bad facial recognition and good iris scanning, but they just couldn't or wouldn't integrate the two into something more useful. So they abandoned them for an under-display fingerprint reader of middling quality, at least at first, but that meant they didn't have anything like a true depth array to work around. So Samsung could literally cut the screen just around the single or dual RGB cameras on the front, like hole punches, and they could get better and better at doing it until the holes were barely any bigger than the cameras. And that let the display go not just corner to corner, but truly edge to edge. So as much as the notch gives some extra pixels in the corners, the hole punches give even more along the edge and in between the cameras. They still absolutely get in the way of doing anything truly expansive or clean, and they still stare at you, unblinking, like lidless eyes, rithed in OLED, just less. Apple could go with something similar, but unlike Samsung, they'd have to deal with more than just one or two RGB cameras they'd have to have cutouts for the dot projector, flood illuminator, and infrared cameras as well, even if the audio and sensors could be pushed up, maybe even on top, and that's still four cutouts instead of one or two. And while that at least would be better in keeping up with the spider eye pattern on the new Mac Pro, objectively, it just doesn't seem any better looking than the notch. To avoid a notch, a hole punch, or anything that would tarnish the perfection of a true full screen, Some other companies have used mechanical chuchers, what pop the front-facing cameras up and down or spin them around. The pros to this approach are obvious. Because the camera doesn't have to be in the screen, you get that true full screen. Also, if you use the spin-around version rather than the up-and-down version, you get the benefit of the rear-facing camera system, which is typically much, much better than any front-facing camera system. The cons are also equally obvious. No matter how fast a mechanical choocher chooches, it's just never going to be as fast as a camera that requires zero choochage. Is to a word. Also, mechanical parts are potential points of failure, not just in terms of breaking down, but for dust and liquid ingress. That might be why OnePlus, which had a peekaboo camera on the 7 Pro, dished it for a hole punch on the 8 Pro. It's also probably why it's not even rumored as being on Apple's radar. Apple, the company that deleted the headphone jack in aught 16, replaced the mechanical home button with a taptic one the very same year, only to delete it entirely the very next year, and are even rumored to be deleting the lightning port, likely to replace it with a smart connector in another year or two. And I did a video on all of that already, so hit subscribe so you don't miss any of this series. If Apple is simplifying the mechanics, they probably won't be adding any mechanisms like choochers, at least not anytime soon. On the experimental side, if not quite mainstream yet, we also have companies like Oppo and Xiaomi prototyping in-display cameras. 
In other words, cameras that don't have the screen cut away around them at all, but rather have the screen paved just right over them. When you're not using the camera, the screen just looks like a big, beautiful, full-on screen. When you do use the camera though, the screen becomes transparent and you can shoot right through it, at least in theory. I think it's fair to say this stuff is all in the prototype stage still, the concept stage even, and comes with enough limitations and constraints that it's easy to understand why it hasn't even made its way into Samsung phones yet. And Samsung is willing to try almost anything, even remotely commercially viable at any scale. Now, there have been rumors of Apple testing under-display versions of Touch ID. Both optical and ultrasonic versions of fingerprint sensors have been shipping for a few years now. Most major Android vendors, including Samsung, have shipped them. The early ones were rough, but they've been getting better each generation. Would Apple double back, ditch Face ID, go full screen and put Touch ID right under it? That would certainly solve the mask problem, but bring back the glove problem. So, personally, I say, ¿Por qué no le dos? And having them both under display, at least eventually, sounds like the most Apple of any of these solutions, at least eventually. Now, before Apple goes truly notchless, there are some rumors saying they'll go notch less. What I mean by that is, I wish I could animate this like Evan at Polymatter, but that's where Skillshare comes in. Evan has this class where he shows you how to make an animated YouTube video. It's intended as an introduction, but like he says, by the end of the course, you could have your very first video uploaded to YouTube. So if you're stuck at home and you've always wanted to give exactly this a try, there's no better time to give it that try. Especially because Skillshare's online learning community offers so many courses and opportunities for everything from how to shoot and edit videos to how to freelance with real projects to create and the support of real fellow creatives. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine and affordably with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare and the first 1,000 of you who click the link in the description will get two months of Skillshare Premium for free. Act now and start learning today. Thanks Skillshare and thanks to all of you for your support. So yeah, notch less, as in less notch, moving some of the components like the audio system up so that other components like the infrared system can be condensed closer together. Still a notch, but not as much of a notch if the rumors prove true. Thanks for watching and check out this playlist, this playlist, one of these playlists for all my other iPhone 12 previews. Just click and I'll see you next video.